0: Hey guys, brand new podcast. And it's a favorite. It's outdoors. It's in person. You're gonna love it. Uh, it's with my buddy Todd Glass. If you don't know, Todd Glass is just he's just an amazing comic, but he's more around an amazing person. And we sit outside. I think I have a drink. I think he has a drink too. I think we both had a cocktail, didn't smoke a joint, and we have a great conversation just about comedy and about these TikTok kids we're obsessed with. And uh fuck it let's get to the podcast nothing to promote new bill burt always out new two bears one cave i love you have a great week without further ado my buddy todd glass oh well, i'm so ready to jump into this podcast
1: with you i am too i have, to, Dude. I have notes oh
0: fuck yeah can i tell you how how special of a person you are oh my wife and my daughters we all pulled up together we were burying a chicken we've had chickens and they've been uh killed now all of them by uh by a doesn't matter a raccoon or something
1: wait chi- where are the chickens at your old place
0: at my old place
1: you're still living there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we still live there we're, we're just working on this place and so um so we're burying all the chickens and uh, Leanne goes, oh, Todd's here. Should we invite him back? I bet Todd would be really great in a moment like this oh. to say some nice words about the chickens. And I went, not a lot of comics my wife would invite to a chicken burial.
1: Uh, you know what? Uh, things like that melt my heart. Well, I'm no, but not going to be who, afraid to say that phrase anymore. I used to be, but I was, the truth is sometimes things just melt my heart.
0: Oh, I, have, I get uh, heart melty very easily these days. <laughs> I know, right? Dude, I'm like... Uh, I you know what's so funny is I don't feel I've kind of Cheers Todd it's good to see yeah. you brother. Um well like that sip. Um I don't uh I don't get outraged. Um very easily. I don't get upset or offended very easily. And I actually have kind of bit my tongue a lot lately cuz I'm like I don't think I'm a good I think I'm a good person but like but I've always been at the front of the curve of learning like I was talking we were obviously we we buried the chicken and then the girls go do we know Todd and I was like I I think you've met him and I tried to explain you know Todd's the reason I, I changed a lot of the words I say and they're like huh and then I was like, yeah, Todd, you know, said this, these words do affect people and and it makes people feel like shit. Why would you want to make someone feel like shit? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, how old were you when were you guys in high school together? And I was like, oh no, I was in my forties. Yeah. me, <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, it
1: when I was driving here, number one, there's, I'm overload right now. i talking to you, like your house, just, just. I love the process. Oh, Leanne of what wanted you're to doing. take you through and go. Oh. I
0: wanted to get Todd's insights cuz should we put a sink here? Todd's the guy that would know that. I,
1: I can tell by looking at the house that you think you already know what you guys are doing. This thing <laughs> is just fucking ridiculous. Anybody can build a big house. Yeah. That's not hard to do. But to build it with character and see more, ah,
0: that makes me feel good, Todd.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is But anyway, back to what you said. You know, I learned a lot of that stuff. And you know, whenever you say anything a lot I've said what I'm about to say to you a lot. So I asked myself, well, why? Yeah. You know, why am I saying this? Like Jay Leno infamously said, and I want to make sure I'm not doing that. You know, I don't spend my Tonight Show money. And I was wondering, yeah. why is he saying that? Not that he said it a lot. I love that. There's a reason he's saying that. Yeah. We tried to guess. Um, maybe he just wants to think himself more as a comic. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't spend my Tonight Show money. I just spend my comedian. So at, at my heart, I'm still a comedian. I don't yeah. even spend this money. Okay, so for me, I say the same thing. Why are you saying this? And I don't think it's said enough on my end. And those words, um, I don't stop using them angrily. I don't, I'm don't. i not mad that I had to stop, nor would I be if I had four kids and I became... You could still be a great parent on your first kid, but a better, better parent later yeah. if you went to counseling. and Would you go to counseling and go, oh, I'm not allowed to call my son fat anymore when I get mad. When I was a kid, <laughs> my dad said things, and now you can't do it. <laughs> That's how everyone stops verbiage. A lot of yeah. times it's because they had to. I'm not angry that I had to stop. I remember when I was 20... I can still have an edge. I can still... That's the thing. People think, well, you won't be able to be... Crass is funny. All those things are funny. I still think they're funny. You can be crass without punching the wrong people. Yeah. And I was 25 when someone said... A comedian by the name of Dwayne Cunningham. There was a phrase, and he saw me laughing at another comedian, and then I think I said it. It was a stock line. If somebody dropped something, he said, oh, what, is one of Jerry's kids here? And... Again, back then the reaction if you got corrected on that from most people would have been, "Oh god, it's just a phrase. It's just But yeah. I understood what he said. He goes, "No, they're not. They have just that's, you know, you can do better than that." Yeah. And um and I used the word retarded and I you can do better than that. You you're a wordsmith, you're a comedian. You can do better than that. And I dropped it out of my lexicon. It took a while, but I wasn't angry. And I think when you hear a lot of people today say You can't say anything anymore. I think it's because they're limiting themselves. In other words, if you didn't drop words out of your act happily, then put them back. Yeah. Because you're only fucking it up for yourself and everybody. And you show me a comedian that says you can't say anything anymore. And I think, oh, there's some words he stopped, but not happily. Yeah. And that's their choice. That's their choice. Because you won't go to jail. You get a lot of people complaining. You get... but all those words and i appreciate you saying that and you know i watched you on oh it was a podcast um where it's somebody's house mom's house your mom's house. your mom's yeah, house yeah 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 and you know that, that again that melted my heart you guys had a very a, a very i thought intelligent conversation you made me feel like oh i did say it in a way that it affected oh, yeah. you you and and um and uh and also uh who else was on tom, that tom, Super, uh, tom Christina. Christina, his wife. Christina, Christina, his wife. And and the only one who I see and I always have a good time with. But you can tell how much people get that they don't want to be on the wrong side of this. But who's the other guy that was there? I know him well. I'm just drawing a blank on his name. He helps out with the Tony Hinchcliffe podcast. Red Band red band you could tell even after you all three articulately said it he goes yeah but that's more on Todd right and you guys went well not the way he said it he pretty cleanly said it to give a second thought and he just because you know it's easier to think the things you're doing are right it's less work
0: it's less work oh it's a lot less work to just go yeah I'm right it's righteous 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 feels fucking really good
1: it's less work you know I don't want to learn these new things they're hard for me too but you know it's okay i don't mind learning new things and i think it makes you a better comic and um again not angrily i'm not mad that things have to change you know so i appreciate you
0: saying that i really do
1: appreciate you saying that
0: and i don't mind i don't mind looking back at my catalog and going oh there's shit i i'm not i'm not in love with anymore i'm a little embarrassed of i don't mind that but like i but in the writing you should take a look at what you're doing and go Oh, yeah, I I can do better than that. You
1: should want to. I know, I keep repeating the same thing. But why are you angry? And You know, I figured out if you show me someone that's angry, they're probably dealing with the same thing in their everyday life. You're not the best husband you could be. You're not the best significant other. You're not the best dad. You're not the best mom. Because we're just talking about, like, just... We learn new things, we learn communication tools. And I don't do it like I said, begrudgingly. I'm, you know, I look back on my old work always. Yeah. And by the way, I am very well aware that if I was more high profile, like if I got a, you know, a show that was, you know, prime yeah. time, they'd go through my body of work and they would find stuff. <laughs> but the, so, so oh, yeah. I'm not delusional. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I don't know. I know they would. And but the difference is I hope. I fantasize what I would say. Like I have a new show and it comes out. But what I'd be able to say is, I, I thought about it very long and hard. What would you say if that happened to you? Ooh, that's a good question. And I would say, a lot of people ask, are you embarrassed you got caught? This is me pretending I'm on you know, whatever yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Are you embarrassed you got caught or do you feel bad for saying it? And I'd say both, both. I wish I could go scrub the internet. But I'm not asking anyone to trust me. I'm going to make this so simple. Well, I'm a different person today. And it sounds like they read it. And it's like, I'd go, do me a favor. Go listen to my podcast, six or seven episodes. I might even put some up that I think will make it easier when I, and you'll know I'm a different person. Yeah. And and a lot of people that go, oh, that was 20 years ago. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, but most cases, the problem is, you're the same person. Yeah, we know that was 20 years ago, but your current work doesn't say. And this cancel culture, I am i don't agree with it. I'm going to, if I if I die, you're going to know it's because I, 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 I cut my head off. Yeah. Because cancel culture, yeah, I don't always agree with it. But what it means is, you know, it's like if you don't eat at Burger King and someone goes, why are you trying to cancel Burger King? I'm not. I just don't like it anymore. Yeah. I don't like that person. I don't like their act. I like to, I care about comedy, but I also care about humanity. And if I love someone's comedy, but they're just, hey, it's not like they have a joke about the mall I don't like. I don't give a shit. But a lot of times they're social jokes. They're jokes where you're punching people that are already having a difficult time. But again, I always end off this way if that's what you want to do, do it. Yeah. But I think a lot of them, and they apologize angrily. I already apologized. I apologized this for two years ago. And I go, oh, you didn't apologize from your heart, you know how? <laughs> because you'd be happy to talk about it again. Yeah. I know some comedians if I, and stuff I did in my act, if I was asked it five times, but then I was at a radio station in Philadelphia and they go, hey, you know, you might not want to bring this up. I go, oh, no, thank you for bringing it up. I wish I could scrub the internet. I said that 20 years ago. Yeah. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. I wouldn't be angry. And by the way, and, and I hope you don't mind if I pivot into- a, Please. Um. This has something to do with both of us, and I love that you saw this you know when you're someone says the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, yeah. and sure enough, if you're socially fall off the wagon, then you comedically fall off the wagon when you think, oh there's no one funny anymore, comedy's not what it used to be yeah it's because you don't know where to look mm-hmm. that's what you know what that's what um I remember there were comedians when I started in the 80s uh, that said to Steve Allen, you know who Steve Allen is. He would would go, oh, there's no comedy anymore. Yeah, because he watched what was on television and, you know, and and he just thought there was no good comedy anymore. Now, was he right years later? Was there any good comedy in the 80s? Of course there was. And we're not going to look back in 2050 and go, remember 2021, there was no good comedy. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And you just don't know where to look same thing with music if you if there's no good music you just don't know where to look and I saw you tweet a few uh his name is uh Jaden Jaden Williams and you said what's the you were trying to show your wife what's the boy who did that video on Vine where he cuts his hair and then he talks to himself in the future
0: oh yeah well
1: I saw the same thing and I went I thought the same thing. I thought, you know how we look back at Vine compilations? They were funny. <laughs> they were fucking awesome. But at the time, a lot of people went, you can't be funny. if it... But you look back a lot of people. And I think with Twitter, we thought it was all just like, you know, it's Twitter. They're, they're pranking their parents. They're do- because because most everything sucks. Yeah. Most lawyers suck. Most comedians suck. Yeah. But you have to know where to look. And I thought, so when I saw uh, Jaden um, uh, Jade um, Williams do that, I started to look down down like other people like who's he friends with, yeah, and there's some great stuff on uh not twitter uh, also um a hey, TikTok. A TikTok. Dude. And I wrote down, uh, then I started looking at, well, Carter, Carter Hambly. I
0: wrote the names down because I wanted hey, wait, to remember them. Grab me them. my phone, Andrew. We you grab me my phone? And you might as well bring the rest of that Blanton salad. I'm going to top this off. And Ben Marshall. I started looking at Ben Marshall stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you just don't, you have to, because that thing, go back to a uh, Jaden. It's how the, funny. What, like, it's don't It's so you, much better than, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I hope Jaden's listening to this. I have spent, I, I, was on television for like nine years uh, on travel. No offense to anyone I worked with at travel. We'd spent, I think, about $250,000 per show and never in in nine years of making television did I ever make anything that is as good as that, that thing he made with his cell phone, with it's, his cell phone. It's so great. I mean, and, I, had a, I would actually argue I have not ever made anything that good ever, and I've released four specials. I mean, like, I was so impressed by that, and I kept, and then I couldn't get my wife to pay attention to it. Like she wouldn't. My wife doesn't. Like because it's TikTok, she just goes, "Oh, it's got to be stupid." And I'm like, "Well,
1: I thought the same thing." I just oh, I have thought, my phone, Andrew. I know. I know that there's great stuff on Instagram, and I know there's yeah. great, but when I saw him do that, and number one, you think, "Well, it's just one video," but I, you know what I thought? And then again, I started to look at other people, and I thought, "Oh, this guy's funny, and this guy's funny." Um, uh, if he did that, then. Then he's there's greatness in him. Just oh, there's greatness to, in him. To, and that one thing, I texted my manager. I was like half kidding, half serious. I go, watch this guy be so big, and I'll feel like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, Todd. He's already got a net deal with Netflix. Yeah. I said you should manage this kid. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. you should manage this kid because. And then, but the bigger issue for me and why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, it's nice to throw some love somebody's way. But I thought you were falling off the wagon. You didn't know. Like, if you want to know where Sketch is. You know, yeah. when I meet people that haven't seen I Think You Should Leave, I go, oh, then you need to watch that so you don't end up in a foolish situation going, yeah, sketch isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Because you're going to end up, if you don't know what's going on, you end up in fool. you end up looking, like I told my brother once, I said, Spencer, you know why you shouldn't say there's no good music anymore? Because if you're around someone that knows a lot about music, they'll know you didn't come to that conclusion because you knew what was happening it would be different if my brother goes I go out five nights a week to check out new bands and I'll tell you what I go early to see the five bands that open for them I know what's going on okay at least then you'd be surprised and you didn't see anything but you say there's no good music they know you didn't do that you you don't know where to go for new music you're 50 years old now so (laughs) you just don't know what's going on you don't know I dated a younger guy and I always knew there was new good music, but about two years ago, he's, he knows what I like. So he's putting all this stuff in front of me. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so much great new music that
0: it's overwhelming. Oh, it's, I, 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 it's akin to showing someone great comedy that they've never seen. Um, uh, Brian Regan has a bit on his new special about why he doesn't help animals. And it's because they don't say thank you. He's like, anytime you see these guys trying to get a horse out of a ditch, they spend all day getting it out of the ditch. The second it gets out of the ditch, it just takes off running. It doesn't <laughs> stop at the edge of the forest and rear back and go, hey. <laughs> and I just thought it was such a great, like, I was like, I was like oh, it's a, it's a good bit, right? And so I played it for my daughters and they just started laughing hysterically. Like, who is him? Who is he? I go, it's Brian Regan. You've, you've actually met him. Like, he's been in our house. And they're like, he's great. And I was like, oh, yeah. Just for the record, you haven't seen his earlier stuff, which is going to blow your fucking mind. And then you go, that's right. I last night said, um, they don't make rock the way they used to. And I said, and it, as I got home, I thought, that's not accurate. Gish isn't the greatest rock song ever. Smashing Pumpkins isn't the greatest rock band. I remember smoking cigarettes, doing ecstasy, listening to Gish in a Honda Accord in Tallahassee, driving down Tennessee Street, just blowing my, and going, this is. I'm going, oh, I I miss being a kid again. I miss. You know what? I
1: I used to say the same thing. Get comfortable with death or you're going to end up saying things because, you know what? Okay, they're younger. Their skin is better. They have thicker hair. So if you can believe, well, at least I was born when comedy and music was better. Okay, but you weren't. And that's not to shit on music from a long time ago. I mean, of course, we're looking at the best of the best. There was great music, but I know there's people listening right now. Right now, Bert, going, now I know there's new good music, but it's not good. Even if I could give you a pill that would make you forget that you saw a performer that you're talking about and go see them now a pill just makes you forget everything else the same you just don't remember seeing this group it erases that group out of your your imagination now i'm not saying you wouldn't see them and go wow they're good yeah but the pill you don't know who they are i take you to see them you're now whatever age you are let's say you're 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 55. Uh-huh. I take you to see this group. You took the pill. You just don't remember. that. You're not going to enjoy that group like you did when you were 18 no. because you had all the promise in the world ahead of you. All your dreams were still maybe going to happen. Yeah. So even if you saw the group you like, you would not like them as a 55-year-old anymore. But it's just delusional. And by the way, if I thought it was okay, it's just music we're talking about, comedy. No, this adage of the kids today, I think it is the most crippling thing as a society. I think it does more damage than heroin and drugs. It's It's the drug of what? It's the drug of complacency. And the kids aren't smarter than they used to be. And let me tell you something. The way I get on the right side of an issue is not by putting what's on the plate to dissect it like yeah. oh did you hear this comedian got in trouble for this on Twitter and I have to de- no 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 or what this group wants whenever I found out what a group wants whether it's non-binary people or whether it's women's rights or whether it's gay rights or black rights I, I don't have to go what, look at what's on the table look what's on the plate now I look at the history there's some algorithms and facts to opinions and I go back and I look at the history no matter what you take and there's always okay now they're asking for too much like you know whatever the group was it doesn't matter and and you call them now they're out of control yeah. you know what i mean whatever but 30 years later not what they sh- not there's there's some things everyone thought no black people should be able to use the but same restaurant fount-
0: but water fountains or, or i mean ma- water fountains our lips are on that Minds we might as well be making out with or, them? right or you <laughs> know then, what yeah. when they got all right
1: with that and this was called now they're going too fucking far okay there's I'm going to give you one example but there's 30 and I call it the now they're gone too far and at that point even civil people that when I'm fine I march so black people should use the same restaurant as us oh, my god I'm not a monster if we can't yeah. we can't all eat together but now they now it's like marriage and dating I'm sorry I'm not a monster now 30 years later you look at every group. Go back and look at the what I call the group. Now they want That's too much. Really interesting. Go back and look and and tell me one time what you thought. Now they want too much. When years later you're like, oh God,
0: it's just what they deserved. It's like when you talk about. Uh, I remember gay marriage. I, I gay homosexuality is something that in my life I've seen play out from taboo to to just. I don't even think it maybe it does raise an eye with some people but I don't but when I was a kid I remember seeing on 2020 first time I ever saw two dudes have their hands in their back pockets and I was like I was like what's that and my dad's like oh they're it's gay people and it was right around when AIDS was coming out like it was the same thing and I remember growing up friends homophobia was I don't think it was called homophobia I just thought it was like like no one except accepted homosexuality it, it, like none of my friends the the joke was you if you did this then you're gay and then you're like oh i'm not gay you know and so and then to see where we are today to think that that like when they go well what if they if people were legit said so what if they can get married you can just marry a dog yeah you know and, what I, real quick that, that was like a, that was a real thing people said that was a real thing
1: you know what i used to say Proud of myself because I'm a guy that'll chomp at the bit and get into a detailed conversation when it's very quick. I go, oh, I can I can end this real quick instead of going, well, I don't think they'll marry their dog because blah 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 blah. blah, I mean, Todd Glass would we'll talk for an hour. If I go, oh, if like gay people marry, they're gonna marry their dog. I go, okay. Will that shut you up? Because I don't really care. I don't
0: care if anyone marries
1: a dog. And I used to have a joke in my act. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you date a golden retriever or any dog, you're never going to go back to humans. Because you're <laughs> never going to be. No one's going to go. My, my Newfoundland would not judge me if I ate pizza at three in the morning.
0: You're never going to. So there is an amount. There is There is an amount of forgiveness. A dog delivers something a human has no capability. Yeah. And if you're telling me it's actually a dog could offer me what my wife gave me <laughs> sexually and it was acceptable. You're never going to you're never going to get out back. of a human being what you get out of a Newfoundland. You know, my
1: God, I mean, so you know what? So for my own sake, so I don't feel like I talked about this too much. I, I, I just learned a lot when I've been doing comedy for years and I have to ask myself, Todd, you've ta- what I'm telling you right now, I get it. I'm going to get on, No, as clear as I think I'm saying it. I'm yeah. going to, if I go read the comments and I'm going to tell you 75% of the time I don't read comments, but 25% of the time I do. I get caught every now and I then. I get caught and I'm not going to say I don't cause I do. Yeah. And I'm going to read them and I'm going to go, Oh, I thought I made myself clear with that. I'm not into putting any limitations on what comedians should be able to do. Yeah. But, if I can change somebody from because they want to, because what I say makes sense. Because let me tell you something. If any comedian hears what I say and they and they it makes sense to them, they don't have to change the comedian the who they are. Not at all. Yeah. They're just angry at different things. Who you are stays the same. Your style won't have to change. You just won't, you won't want to go after like like I said. You know, whatever group, we look at the past, whether it's women's rights, whatever group, we go back and we look. Whatever they wanted, even when it was now they're out of control, if you looked at the now they're out of control list, yeah, you would read through it, you go, oh, that was 1960, that was people... That- yeah. Now it looks just so. When I my, my brother goes and I loved it. He goes, you operate like an emergency room nurse or doctor. When when the non-binary issue comes along and they go, they want this, they want that. I go, give them what they want. And somebody could hypothetically go, why? Because yeah. you totally understand it. No, I right? I'll <laughs> I'll learn on the other side because I know that once I learn it, I won't go. Oh, I learned it for nothing. They didn't deserve it that. I don't get it at all. And you know but what? I know that whatever I know. they're asking for is
0: going to be acceptable. Going to be
1: acceptable. So. so so, why deprive them and make them hurt for one second? That's Give them what so they want. Interesting. And now I'll go learn about it. Because you know what? I, the non-binary thing, I still don't understand it, but I do underst- I do understand this. What's wrong with shredding the confines of sexuality? What's wrong with just shredding the confines yeah. of sexuality for, for people that are straight, for people that are gay? And I thought about it, I go, you know, there's a few opportunities in life where you get to prove, if you ask somebody, Hey, would you like to believe that you could change your opinion if the right facts were put ahead of you? Certain things you shouldn't change your opinion on. Yeah. Like I don't believe in let's say, I don't want to lose more fans now. I don't believe in Eddie any, any hitting with kids, spanking anything. I don't believe in hitting kids. Any
0: at all. Any well, I, at I never all. hit my kids. So I I just stay, I can only show you my my behaviors and my behaviors are all over the map in life, but I don't drink and drive, I don't hit my kids. Those are two things I have absolute's on. It's hard. I get
1: it. So so um hold on. Go back to what we were just saying about oh about um I was going to make a point with, oh, so that's something I should stick to my guns on. I don't have to go, well, at this point, I am now made my decision on that. And I won't waste your time. If you go, Todd, can I say the opposing view when kids do need to be hit? I would go, out of respect to you, I've made my decision. And I don't. But everything else, you get to ask yourself, can you, most people say, hey, can you, not on everything, can you undo a thought process you had? And that most people are not going to want to go. Now, because they know that doesn't make them look everybody wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's then there's those moments where that's going to come and it's you're going to have to prove it. And maybe it's a little cocky of me to say this, but I'm going to give you one of those moments. What if all you knew about the non-binary thing, because everyone has anecdotal stories. Is that the right word? Yeah. They're, everyone always had anecdotal stories to get in the way of somebody's rights. Now they're trying to... Tell two-year-old kids they can be gay. All right, that, that story's been going around. Now they want to give injections for ki- kids going through transition therapy. Transition. They want to get it four years old. I mean, we've heard that a million times. Yeah. And 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 even if it is true, it's not the norm. And and and, and, and so so why is some, so with the non-binary thing? I was just driving down the street one day. I didn't understand it. I went, you know, and I hope I understand it. Explain it to you well. What I came to. I'm curious someone that identifies that way if they think I did a good job. Now they'll hear this. I thought, number one, shred the confines of sexuality. Just, just I thought, you know, we have like, there's so many things in this world. Like there's a there's a, a tree, and then there's eight, there's 15 types of that tree. Yeah. There's there's a there's a beetle, but there's 40 types of that beetle. There's chromosomes, like there's there's one, but then there's so many different. What are the odds with with human humans and nature? We went, okay, we'll have we want everyone to live a comfortable life. So we'll have uh, guys and girls. and uh, we're done. Everybody should be able to fit into the, one of those categories and live a healthy, happy life. Yeah. Now if that if you're not hearing this now and going, oh, that sort of makes sense. Yeah, it's good if you can identify. And fit into one of those categories easy. But a lot of people don't. So why are you so afraid to shred the confines of what we know? And you'll live a better life, even if you're a straight white guy. Yeah.
0: Can't you shred the confines of what you're able to do within those? I think here's what I I think that happens is that I'm, I'm not speaking for myself. But I'm a little more, I don't mean this uh arrogant, but I'm a, I'm a lot more open-minded than the average person. In that my dad raised me that I was always wrong. Like that, whenever whatever argument I had with my dad, it started with, you're wrong. My dad would to this day, if I say a fact or if I say an opinion, he'll take the opposite side and then convince me I'm wrong, and then tell me I was right, but teach me, don't be so fucking closed-minded. Listen to everyone. So I have, I have a weird trigger with this but i think what happens and i know that this happened with like the non-binary thing with my daughter was confusing by the way i'll just
1: interject you real quick i
0: get it's confusing and it it also starts with being told you're wrong like when so like so say you say you you don't think say say you're just sitting there like me say i will use me as an example because that's a safe place to land and and the first time i hear about non-binary and i go wait what or pronouns and i go we're talking about pronouns like it's proper english i i would call the Wait, what are you talking about? Like and then having someone take a stance on on what you 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 could call is is a little bit of a slippery slope, but stand firmly and tell you no you're wrong and what you're doing is a hate crime and then all of a sudden like th- that you're sitting there going, "Hold on one second. I'm in my living room. I'm not I'm having a drink. We're watching TV. Uh uh what was Elliot Page just transitioned and now I'm wrong because I I just found out of and and then all of a sudden that's where I think the majority of people stand where I I think that sometimes the I've been trying to work a bit about this. And by the way, everything I ever think about is always bit located. Like, so if I offend you realize I'm always trying to get there and I'm not getting on stage a lot these days. So so but like um, defund the police, like the the way they said defund the police. I, I think less of it was to fix the problem. More of it was to agitate to to, to start the thing. So start the thing. You gotta, you gotta stick fucking. If you want people to listen, you can't just say, "I think we should reappropriate funds." No, no one's gonna listen. Whatever that that will not take. Defund the police. You stick the flag in the ground, and everyone's like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And they're like, "Now we've had, now we started the conversation." So I think what happens is, a lot of these a lot of these people that are getting upset about it, aren't ready to have the conversation and are on the side that they're already wrong, and then I think they get then they dig their heels in the ground. You are like. Like when you talk about binary issues, I identify as a, as a bro. Like I am a bro, true and true, but I'm a very sensitive dude who has, n- I have no scope of like, I work better with women. I, I work much better with women in a business sense. Um, I, I'm not a guy that like, Hey, like check out the tits on this one. I'm not, I've never been that guy. And I'm actually a little bit bothered, but my like when people do that, I'm like, all right, man, uh, you don't, don't just assume that I can just like, I've never been that way. And had you said to me growing up, yo, you don't have to identify as just a something. If you, you had said, the playing field's like this now, it's 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think there's a lot of people that are going, I I was never given that freedom. I don't want to know about that freedom. And, 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 and going, I don't know what I'd identify as. I'd probably identify, I mean, I guess I'd stay what I am, but like, I just, those were never open for me. Right. And like, I wasn't like a conversation to have ever in my life so i just am the way i am and, and and i think that scares people a little bit is that i go wait hold on i'm 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 quote unquote normal i don't want my kids to have all wait well, why would i want my kids to be like me you know that, i think that's what people think this podcast is brought to you by liquid iv every morning in serbia when i'm here shooting i like to run five miles in the morning i also like to drink a bottle of wine at night kind of detox from my day the best thing I can do when I wake up is crack a liquid IV. Liquid IV can provide two to three times more hydration than just water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than the average orange, and more potassium, and that's cramping and muscle soreness for me, than a banana. It's healthier than those sugary sport drinks with no ad- ad- artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. I'm telling you, it's super easy. It, it opens up, you pour it in your water. It tastes fantastic. They've got lemon, lime, acacia berry, passion fruit, guava, watermelon, apple pie, and strawberry. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco where you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the promo code bird at checkout. That is 25% off anything you order when you get Better hydration today using the promo code BERT at LiquidIV.com. This podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Last summer, I was hit up by the dudes at Bird Dogs. And they're like, hey, man, we should work together. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And they're like, let's just set, let's send you some shorts. And we ended up not working together. But let me tell you something. These shorts were my favorite shorts all summer. They dried quick. They look stylish. I like that they you could get them in a little shorter thigh length. I thought short shot thigh lengths were... We're going, we're going on, and I'm a little bummed that I'm not going to the lake with my girls and wearing my American flag bird dogs on Fourth of July. I love those pants. I loved all their pants. They've got a ton of styles. I've got, I think, some like seersucker. I think that's the blue striped ones. I, that's the only bathing suits I wear. Well, I wear that in speedos. But when you're gonna hang out with your girls and you're gonna barbecue and you want to go in the water, but you want to come out, stay dry, but you also want a little support. These are the pants for you. If you thought rubber clogs were good, listen to this giveaway. Go to birddogs.com and enter the code BERT, and they'll throw in a free Bird Dogs whistle tip football. Remember those nerf vortex howler footballs that whistle when you throw them? Those, the football can you can literally throw a mile. That's birddog.com and use the promo code Bert and boom. A free bird dog whistle tip football with your Pair of bird dogs. You will not take these things off all summer. I do promise you that. Bird dogs.
1: It's funny you say about your kids because when, first of all, out of paranoia, a lot of yeah. paranoia with Todd Glass is someone listening to this go. Well, what does this have to do with comedy? Well, if you fall off the wagon, you know people go getting doing comedy is like riding a bike. Yeah. Someone said the other day it's not. I go. I think it is. Unless during that twenty-year period you stopped doing it, you weren't socially advancing
0: yeah then you go back to it i remember when they came after sarah when sarah first said um uh i i because sarah for people that don't know sarah has always been a punch in the dick comic like not no holds barred across the board and then she was like i don't know i'm willing to listen and everyone's like oh great they thought You know, that's why when
1: comedians say back in the 80s, there were rebels. Now, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm offering it to you. At least it should bend your ear. I have a new theory. I go, hey, if what I say isn't right, if it doesn't bend your ear, then why don't you just go ahead and say you're not willing to to even give it food for thought?
0: I I want I want to hear every opposing view I ever have. I love that. I love that more than anything.
1: And here's what I say about, you know, uh, you know, as far as Sarah, you know, changing her view
0: or going, you know, if you're not oh shit I had my thought you said Sarah she changed Sarah, Sarah said I, I'll listen to the Gen Z or whatever I'll listen to these college kids and when they say things because it's funny it's funny what happened was Sarah was such a oh a, I go got ahead. It. go ahead say it. that a lot of
1: times people feel come on in the 80s comedians were rebels and they were and now they're just like yeah because the ones that are rebels now you disagree with. So you think of yourself as I tell the truth and I'm open-minded and I'm fair. Someone says something you don't agree with, you think, instead of thinking, oh my God, that I sort of fall off evolving? It's easier for you to think, no. The, so when you want to know where the rebels are of comedy or the ones that, you know what I mean? We say stuff where they, they're the, probably the ones you're angry at. Yeah. Because they're not saying what you agree with. So how could they be the rebel if the people
0: being aware oh, wow. and people changing their opinions and people, you know. Because that shines the light back on you. If you've been this rebel follower and then the people that you thought were the rebels change their opinion, then all of a sudden you're on the other side of the fence.
1: And then you don't want to believe that you, it's like, it's like someone <laughs> that saying old. <laughs> that you got old, you know, and they give their resume and we all do it. We, yeah. But the problem with giving your resume is that would be a great resume. What I mean by resume is. I was okay with this. I was okay with gay marriage 20 years ago. That would be a great thing to do if it meant because you were socially right. on the Forget about you weren't. You were right 20 years ago. You were. I'll even give it to you. That would be great to do that if if you couldn't fall off the wagon socially. So we're like going, yeah, you were 20 years ago. But you know, even if I'm wrong, I'm at least saying to you, but you are aware you can be a non-alcoholic and not drink and then start drinking. You can't go, what do you mean? I'm an alcoholic I didn't drink when I was 18 19 20 21 22 I didn't drink when I was 30 yeah I know you became an alcoholic at 50 yeah so you're giving your resume as this thing we're all going to go close case if you weren't if you were socially aware 20 years ago you must be right now argue the argument but it's anyway look I think I will say this I know when I say this it's because I want I know some of my comedian friends, forget about people I don't think are funny. Some of my friends I think are funny, and I watch them. You know, I've been doing this a long time, almost 40 years. And I've watched people that I really like. Forget about the comedians I don't like, the ones I like. And once you go, once you don't think comedy is good today, or you say, that it's all falling apart, you're done. You're done. Even if you're right, you're done. You'll be angry and right. Great. You'll, be, <laughs> you'll angry be angry and angry right, and right. Yeah. You see, even if you're right, even if you're right, so you'll be angry and right. So it gives, and most comedians have not given what I say a listen, because let me tell you, so if they went literally laying in bed at night, me or anybody else who's like me, not because I think I'm the perfect. I yeah. make a lot of mistakes and in, in some areas, you know, other people help me become a better person. In this area of comedy, I think I have something to offer. People have helped me over the years be a better comic. But if you're not laying in bed at night as a comic going, could Todd be right? Could I be be off? Yeah, just just, could, could could he be right? Could I be that off? Like, am I wrong here? Am I, you know, my favorite thing is go, everyone's so sensitive and I always want to go, are you sure it's not you? Yeah. And you think, what is what we're talking about have to do with comedy for my own paranoia? Because it all has to do with comedy. We talk about these things, you know? And um, I'm obsessed with these things. And like they'll I make laid, you a better
0: comic and I they'll make in, you a better human being. I laid in bed today obsessing over uh, Sarah's apology to Paris Hilton. Because I thought, I, in my head, I thought, I got to figure... I, here's the deal. I don't... I don't care. Care is a bad word. because That sounds apathy is just whoo that drink yeah, I'm right hey we have andrew can you grab me a, one of those food fights in there um i uh it's not the f- i don't care i want to get to the bottom of of where i feel where my heart is so like I've, I, this sounds so silly to say but i've always been a fan of paris hilton's <laughs> i don't know for whatever reason i showed up in new york when the hilton sisters were blowing up and uh and i remember hearing people talk about the hilton sisters and i thought that was kind of cool when you hear about like when I don't I don't know I, I just growing up in Tampa I never didn't know that that, that was like kind of like hearing about royalty or whatever and then when I moved out to LA they were all over and then in a real weird way you're like showing up and you're like and they're like Paris Hilton was just here and you're like oh cool so I didn't really have a problem with Paris Hilton and then and I and I didn't follow her career enough to be someone slamming her don't get me wrong I'm sure I've said stuff bad about Paris Hilton in the past just because that's what everyone was doing at the time it was lazy it was like let's attack her. And then, you know, and then if you're someone like Sarah, you got put on this platform where the whole thing is to shit on celebrities and you jump in, you shit on Paris. But it's so interesting for me to hear how cancel culture shifted and and now people are upset that people were mean to, and I was like, I was like, do I think Sarah should apologize if she felt that yeah 100% if she felt that that and then to know that she wrote her letter and that Paris never got the letter I was like yeah that that definitely but I was like I was like does everyone forget how they were treating this woman and and by the way
1: for the cases where I'm not always agreeing with the outcry there's times when the outcry you know, if somebody goes, I was at a show last night. They made fun of my hat. I'll go get over it. But the outcry yeah. isn't always wrong. Is what my point. No, I yeah. listen. I remember. I remember having a joke about. There was a place in 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 my neighborhood where they let a kids come into. Um, uh, it was it was called like I forget the name. Of it, it was like a taco place, but they let like an elementary school class come in and like and probably learn how do we make the tacos and here's how we yeah. do this, you know, and then they wrote thank you letters and they hung them up. So when me and my friends were sitting in the, you know, in a booth, we're like, Oh, look at all the letters. I go, Oh, what if, you know, what if is we, go, yeah. what if we had crowns and we took one down and we wrote dear Mr. Burger, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for that. Le- but especially thank you for taking us in the back and touching okay. us in our, in our naughty area. And we, and I used to tell that joke in my act, like what I was at a place and a woman after the show came up to me and she said,
0: um, very nicely because let me tell you something a lot of people go oh we get oh, barked at don't get me started don't get me started on ni- i love when someone nicely corrects. yes me. and by the way i i, I want to get back to my thought. so please with okay. the, but okay. also yes
1: there's times if somebody goes up to someone and goes you could you, sh- you should fucking change that's wrong but i'm gonna also go out on a limb and go mostly you felt yelled at it's like when your kid goes daddy yelled at me he yelled at me, but then you you were overheard. it, And he Who told you you couldn't have a cookie. He didn't yeah. yell at you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, felt yeah. yelled at. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying there are times when people went, you fucking be nice to this group of people. But mostly, that doesn't really add up. You know, in a court of law, you rule out prob- probable death. What's it called? You rule out doubt. Like you yeah, just, yeah, yeah, you never yeah. know for a fact. But I don't know. To me, if someone's trying to tell you you shouldn't use the word retarded and they're not, or, or they probably didn't go up to you, probably and go, you fuck. It sounds like they're pretty kind. And with that kindness, they probably wouldn't go up to you and go, you fucking stop it. The first time, you never heard it before, it's 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years later, we're still trying to say it kindly. You might up your aggression. But most of the time when people go, I'm just tired of the righteousness and the blah, blah, blah. You know what? When it's that, it's wrong. I don't want to be Tucker Carlson, even on what I perceive to be the right side. It's flippant, and I always try to get better at it. But some people, no matter how kind you say it, they're going to feel yelled at, and they're going to walk away. So back to, um, uh, you know, uh, oh, wait. it was it sarah, was sarah. sarah. And,
0: then, and then sarah
1: had to do paris hilton yeah paris hilton you know i i, I look back at things that i made fun of in my act and oh, yeah. willingly go oh i could do better than that I could, i don't want to do jokes a bully in high school could do you yeah. know so i look back on that era of like you know when you know, I made a lot of mistakes in comedy. One, I was hard to find. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like I saw comedians figuring out who they were so much earlier than me. Uh-huh. Like, and I knew, I knew I didn't yet. That took me forever. I think I was already in LA and it was like 94 when I started to figure out who I was. But one thing, maybe I just lucked out. I I, I knew don't punch down, even though I didn't know that expression yet. And I remember when people were making fun of um, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Bill and Hillary's daughter. Uh, um, Chelsea Chelsea going through puberty in front of the world and I remember thinking whatever age I was that's all you know I hope it is an insult because I mean it to be that's all you fucking got I picture (laughs) someone with their best clever joke and I go spit a tooth out that's all you fucking got. What a bully. She's going through puberty in front of the whole world. You're a comedian, you can talk about whatever you fucking want, even if I disagree. That's what I love about comedy. Yeah. Somebody can watch everything I say, and if they disagree with everything I say, they should go back on stage and do whatever they want. I stand by that. But that's what you want to talk about. You, you're starting comedy, someone goes, oh, what can I talk about? I'm gonna all do All the comedy. things I get to talk about. Anything and it's gonna be... you want, you can talk about. Sometimes you'll get shit for it, but yeah. you can talk about whatever you want and you go, clinton's daughter (laughs) chelsea's daughter i'm gonna go after her by choice or did you think that's all so like now when i do comedy i think how's it gonna stand the test of time and when people are wrong they're wrong and and people maybe get too sensitive but overwhelmingly like i say
0: everything that's called sensitive 30 years later yeah i i feel like i definitely feel like I know, I know. I see. I never. And trust- you have friends, by the way. And I
1: know it. And I want to say this. Are and you I know in I, here? No. Where's Andrew? I know I interrupted you. What? But like, I know you have friends that adamantly disagree. And oh, yeah, with what we're talking about. And maybe you. Maybe that Ivan said a food fight. A food fight from the fridge. Keep going. Maybe Ivan said some things today that you're like, "Geez, I
0: want to no, be no, with I, Todd." Be- but like, I with that, no, I didn't want to say to him. My whole point is. I, I definitely have friends that disagree with what I'm saying right now, but my whole point is I've, I've never once ever thought about doing a podcast to fight with somebody. I, I want to hear other people's opinions and go, how can I, how can I grow from this? Like, how can I hear this? And then go lay with it. You know, when people say, uh, I, they do their apology and they go, I took the time to apologize. I, I'm going to, I'm going to change in the future. I've already done that fucking work. I'm regretting a lot of things I've said in the past because my whole, th- I mean, my perspective of getting into comedy was a kid from Florida who hadn't really experienced anything, didn't experience any other races, no sexualities, no nothing. Now, binary was, I don't never heard of that until, so I'm, I, I consistently, when I say, I've, I said something horrible one time and it got a big laugh and, and then, I'll, and then I was like, I'm putting in a bit and, and, and I, and I, and it was working and. But it wasn't working the way I wanted it. I mean, it wasn't working the way I wanted it to. It was, it was a, a joke about interracial couples. But it was it was only working if you made fun of the white guy. You couldn't make fun of the black chick. It's interesting that I only saw it as a white guy and black chick in my joke. And uh, and, I, and I've and i said this a lot on the podcast. But there was a woman that came up to me at the DC Improv fan. Cool as shit, Tom. By the way, or Todd. By the way, beautiful. 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 She said... Uh, Hey, I just want you to know I'm a huge fan. Before I say anything, I'm a huge fan. Love the podcast. Love John Rogan. I'm like a legit fan, okay? Because I used to have a thing about uh, the, the. I had a fan come up to, to me and define a fan and what a fan was, and and she used that verbiage in this. I am a fan. Like when you succeed, I feel like I succeed. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And she goes, uh, you got to get rid of that joke. <laughs> and I go, oh, really? And she goes, yeah, 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 yeah. It makes it sound like. Uh, let me tell you, it makes me feel less than human, and I went holy god and she goes no i know that's not your intention but you're not hearing what you're saying and you're just hearing the response from everyone and it's it's just not coming out right and it's not who you are and and i I don't know if i don't know if it's something you just got to keep working on but i just from my perspective i get rid of it and she goes it does it did work with the white guy angle but the second you flipped it it just the power dynamic switched and i was like hey i i said i i can't thank you enough and and
1: I, I love that you say that. And and then sometimes, look, I've been there. Oh, Mister, dear Mr. Burger King, thank you for letting us. Yeah. A woman came up to me after the show, and she was, again, nice. Oh. And she was very nice. And I don't think people are always right, but they're not always wrong. And remind me to go back to this, this, this Mr. Burger thing. Okay. I always want to tell comedians, I'm not judging you on what you're defending yourself. Sometimes you should defend yourself. We wouldn't have great comedy yeah. if the audience... If the pulse of the audience that night, that comedian went home and went, "Oh, uh, they didn't like it. I won't do it." We wouldn't have brilliant comedy. No, Sometimes I, it, look, you have to ignore the audience to in the in the pursuit of brilliant comedy. I get it. I'm a, a goddamn joke. comic.
0: I had a joke about uh, about um, about Confederate statues that I believed in. I believed in, and I I wrote it, and I knew this was funny. I knew there was a joke in there. I just didn't know how it was, and I wrote it, and it did not do well for a long time. And it didn't do well in, in parking lots. I mean, I was doing it on the road recently, and then I turned it. And I go, I, I can tell when something when something's got yeah. bones to it. Right. I know where it's going. So
1: I'm not watching any comedian that might be even listening to this. I'm not judging you because you defended yourself on one thing. You should. Yeah. But I've noticed, keep in mind, old, I'm watching you. Everything. The outcry isn't always. Wrong. And I've watched some comedians for 20 years and whatever it is, they're like, ah. (laughs) And you know what, I'm going to say this because I think the comedian won't hear it, but it's my litmus test, what you don't want to do. And you just hold on to a bit to hold on to it. I was holding on to that bit because I thought, and I said to her, I remember, I go, well, Airplane, they had those sort of, they were like, you ever seen a naked, and to me, it's funny, I was giving that up to go, well, that was right. Yeah, And that was good. She went, they got a lot of shit for that. And I went, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, so it's everyone. So, and everyone got, everyone's so soft today. And again, I want to go, you sure it's not you? So I let go of that joke happily happily I yeah. was like oh yeah I don't need to I can talk about anything on the planet I can let go of that and so yeah I don't I don't mind you know the, and it's not that I think I'm great again I'm not waving the flag Todd Glass thinks he's so great I made a lot of mistakes but you
0: know anyway but No, bitty. I had I had a, I had a woman uh, berate me in New York what's crazy is I don't mind that confrontation either if, if she's willing to like calm down a little bit and then talk to me like, if you're upset, you can be upset. I'll listen. I'm not always going to change. I probably will only because I'm, I'm. that's who I am as a person. I've always been willing to change my opinion, and 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 especially when it comes to art, if I'm doing stand-up, and, and I have a joke. I had a joke about killing a dog that everyone was groaning at, and someone had to pull me aside and be like, hey, just so you know, you think they're laughing. They're not laughing. They're being like, oh, what the fuck? And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm willing to hear that. But like I'll I'll stand my ground on even jokes that are I'm probably cancelable now where people are like oh that's fucking I I stand my ground I try them a lot like, you got to try them but I, I try I don't my thing is and I realize this probably a little later than I should have is I personally as a comic don't ever want anyone leaving my show feeling less than I want them to feel fulfilled I want them to feel great. I want everyone to have a great time at my show. I don't want anyone Can to, I can I interject with that? Please. Cuz sometimes people say to me no matter what you do you're going to offend somebody
1: and I go I just want to don't offend the wrong ones yeah I'll be honest with you if I do a joke that's making fun of something that I think hurts the world and it offends somebody I don't care I just don't really offend the brilliant ones I get I'm going to offend people but I don't want to offend the wrong people and when history writes itself I look back at my work over years and I go oh wow why did I you know like you know I could do better I don't have to make you know but look uh other than that I'm doing great <laughs> I, I lo- let me tell you something. You because of your thought and and the way you think, you're going to reap the. There's a plus side of it. And I know you do it from your heart. Yeah. And we might we're on different views. If we started to go through some jokes, we'd be on different pages. But the fact that you're not just scoffing, that that once in a while it's okay to let go of a joke. It's like for yeah. you. It's you know w- whenever like somebody says like you know, oh, we need to have more diverse shows, you know, and they oh, people get, especially the book shows, I try, but uh, you look, no matter how diverse you make a show, you're gonna always get someone complaining, is that where you're at? Are you trying your <laughs> hardest and you're still there still, because if that's the case, I'll defend you. But we don't do diverse shows as a mercy to whatever the comedians they're saying we should book more of. It's not a mercy mission to book them. You end up, I notice clubs that have more diverse shows uh, the crowds are better yeah. the crowds are better and it reflects life so I'm just I look I want to do comedy for a long time it's been really good to me and I really love comedy and I've said this a lot nothing I like more hanging out with comedians oh, it's my favorite thing in the even world. comedians I socially disagree with I'll see them at the Montreal Comedy Festival and just hang out with four in the morning talking to them it's the so I it is it's the greatest and I, and I and I uh and I and I love it, so you know I just want to treat comedy right because it's been good to me. So other comedians help me be better. And then if, if one one slice of comedy, I think I can say that. Like we're talking today, maybe one thing I say, someone will go, "Oh, he said that." Okay, I heard what he said. Maybe ten things I said, I did a shitty job of explaining myself. People found <laughs> loopholes in what I said, uh, but I give it a shot. Uh, how long? How long we've we been talking about it? Uh
0: shut minutes. the fuck up
1: <laughs> wow i'm no, that's glad we started off with those with the positives about those uh those comedians because it does Dude. lead back to that it's like you know the way you do one thing is the way you do everything so you yeah. know i was happy that i sort of you know was like yeah comedy is in a good place and i saw those people it made me excited you know by oh, the way yeah. can we go back to that that um uh uh Jaden uh Jade and, um Williams you know I love that you like that he's the one that did the because every ounce of that his look his eye movement his was
0: so and it got me excited for comedy I was like wow I should do sketches like that like I should I'm literally saying like why why are all my sketches me and a speedo or like what like what the fuck's wrong with me did anybody reach out to you and tell you who that guy was no no young adult so someone someone dm'd me I think or maybe they they sent it to me I, I, you know, I have a hard time with Twitter because I feel like uh, I, I look, I, was, I, look at Twitter the same way I look at the scale. Like if I, I step on it, and if I see that second number isn't something I like, I just step off. I go, I don't need this. I'm having a good day. What the fuck am I looking at this thing for? How much weight did you lose? I, I have no idea right now. Oh, I've lo- I, I was two fifty-seven. I'm about two thirty-seven right now. Probably twenty pounds. But um you feel good? I feel much better. I'm well, I'm working out like crazy right now. Right now I'm I'm um I have I I was having problems sitting and podcasting sitting. I was getting like problems in my legs and I was like, this is crazy like and I'd get up and I was getting up like an old man. I like I would come up like going Archie oh. Bunker. Yeah. And my wife saw it and was like, "What is wrong with you?" And I was like, ah, cuz I'm running a lot. I'm running like I'm trying to run 2,000 miles this year." And so she goes, I said, I don't know. She said, you need to lift weights. And I was like, I don't really need to lift weights. I don't I don't give a fuck to get big. And she uh, and we had this opportunity. Um, cut this out real quick. I'm shooting a movie in Serbia in a month. I can't I don't want to talk about it. But uh, so I'll t- that, but that's why. Okay, cut back. And so I I had this opportunity to get a trainer and my wife's like, you know, you you can afford it and and I think you'll enjoy it. And I, I said, same thing I said with therapy. I said, how much? She goes, I don't want to tell you how much. I just want you to know that you can afford it and you're going to like it. Bert, it's so funny you mentioned that because I still feel
1: like, look, I I don't have a lot of responsibilities in life. You know, it's not like, you know, so I, so I probably can say this. I feel the same as I did when I was 20 Mm -hmm. mentally, physically, but what caught up on me and I changed it out of this pandemic. I decided I'm going to return to the stage, better comedian. Yeah. I already, I'm gonna and 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 my act tighten it up. I don't want to say anything social this year. I'm just gonna yeah. go be funny. I just want to be funny. I just want to be funny. I said stuff on my last special. Maybe on my next one after that I will. But I yeah. just want to be funny. And part of it, I caught up on me the stretching. Now I do the elliptical oh. every day. I don't need help with that. But I started twice a week. Same thing. I goes Todd. Don't worry about the price. By the way, um, guns and Moses the the guy who tra- the guy who does just stretching me his name is Moses and his email is guns and Moses and he <laughs> is a good energy comes to my house twice a week and you might think well stretching even if you have someone standing over you I'm gonna I'm gonna give a good sell for this again I'm not doing anything but stretching and pushups I don't need him this st- everything else I can do on my own I'm good with it yeah but it in three weeks no getting up I almost want to do it now no getting up after sitting down for an hour and a half. And hiding, especially if you're around people, you know, you can walk it off. You can, And I go, that uh, bothered me. Yeah. Three weeks. And I'll tell you why it's easier with him doing it. Because you think, well, you're still doing it, but you don't have to think as much. If he wants me to have my back straight, he puts his knee on my thing. He, and as I'm breathing out, he's pushing my legs slowly. There's less to think about. It does make it easier. Yeah. And twice a week I'm doing it. I go, I'd rather order less DoorDash.
0: And I feel like a million bucks just but stretching dude i i leanne ah this will get this will get me i i thought this was cool as shit so leanne gets me this trainer actually my buddy got me the trainer uh my we were talking about it at dinner with some friends and uh and my buddy said you know if you want a trainer i got this great trainer she was i mean she trains like legit movie stars and And he was like, you know, she is all I work with for when I'm making a movie. She's in town. Why don't you get her to train you for the next month and a half or whatever? And Leanne's like, yeah, do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to waste the money. And they're like, I can go lift some weights and like, trust me. Well, what I love about it is that I don't think about it. I don't think I'm going to work. I don't think like I'm going to go work out. I guess I'll do shoulder. I don't think any of that. I just show up. She has it written on a board, by the way. And all the other things were taken out of my court. She got on the phone with Leanne and she said, Bert needs a gym. And Leanne's like, oh, he's got weights. And she goes, what does he have? She goes, he's got a treadmill. He's got 20s and 30s. And then, well, she said, inventory, Burt's weights, and then I'll get the rest. And I was like, oh, great. And I was like, you can't get weights in the pandemic. And she's like, quite honestly, you're friends with Joe Rogan, and you can get you can get weights in the pandemic. Like, you don't worry. There's a guy that can send you with. There's a guy that will get weights here yeah. next week. All of a sudden, weights are showing up. I hadn't. I couldn't get weights all fucking summer. Why couldn't you get weights? They're you? impossible to get. Oh, that's yeah. uh, my
1: getting my elliptical was just right. It's okay, impossible now I know to what get. Everyone so wants them.
0: She went through. She put all the inventory. Got me free weights. Got me all the stuff. And then I come in. She has it all written on a board. It's like an hour and a fifteen minute late weight. Just weightlifting. I do all the running myself. And I feel fantastic. And now here's where. Here's where like today my heart swoll up and I just was like, oh my god. Now I've been having issues with my oldest daughter. I'm not bad, just you know weird stuff where you, you, she's growing up and we're not connecting maybe as much. And she she quit softball and that that bothered me and I, I didn't know how to. I don't know. I'm fucking. It's a lot. But uh, yesterday we do. I started doing these family workouts. Where I said, why don't you why don't you my whole family come train with me? I train on Saturdays. So why don't we all do Saturday at two o'clock and then we'll train. And then we'll recover together, we put these recovery boots on. And my girls started loving it, loving it. Yesterday, Lacey, my trainer, brings Georgia in, and she's like, let's see what you can max out deadlifting. And Georgia, my oldest, is like, what? She's like, I don't know, let's just see. And she was like, I mean, I, I, I bet you could do your own weight. And George is like, for real? She was like, yeah, let's see. So today, so yesterday, Georgia throws up like 140 in a deadlift, which is a lot yeah. for a fucking little girl you, you know today I, I I'm in my I'm in the closet in my bedroom and I walk out in Georgia standing on the scale I go what are you doing she goes yes I go what she goes I I, I deadlifted way over my body weight and I'm like wait you were met you were wait, like you're still thinking about it today that kind of positive energy carrying you into the next day made me so fucking happy that I was like Dude, even if it bankrupt me, not that it's going to, but even if I lost all my money, I still have these memories of having these weights, watching my daughter deadlift. And and, and and lifting weights is fun as fuck. It's such a meathead fucking brings me back to being a kid again. All of a sudden, you're you're putting on shirts and your arms feel tight. And you're like, I know. God damn it, man. I feel good. Like, you feel on stage. You know, you know what my friend uh, Levi
1: McDougal, I hope I said his name right. He goes, isn't it nice to perform when you don't? Like I suck my gut in on stage. <laughs> I think you probably, we all do. I don't. Well, you you know what, That's, guess what? You, you are comfortable, I always said, Bert's comfortable with it. Bert's, Bert's comfortable with his body. You're better off if you don't, because you're at least taking, you might be, let's say you're 40, 50 pounds overweight or 30. My sister-in-law explained this to me. You're still, if you're taking normal breathing cycles, but if yeah. you're holding your she goes, Todd, cause I used to say on stage, well, I gotta get going. I'm not tired of doing comedy, but I'm tired of sucking my gut in. <laughs> Because I would feel it on stage. Yeah. And I used to say, is that exercise sucking your gut in? Um, and uh, and she goes, you're not taking full breathing cycles. So you're getting exhausted because not only are you 30 pounds overweight, which isn't the end of the world, yeah. you're not taking full breathing cycles because you're holding your gut in and you're talking. So that went away. And now I'm ready to go back out on the road. Oh, Bert, I can't, I'm, I can't, I can't wait to go back out on the road. I'm oh. so excited. I'm, I'm watching you. You know, it's funny. I get... When, when I like you did like these shows and I'm like and then when I saw your house today I was like oh I'm so jealous of Bert you know <laughs> because like the the um this again the style of your house have your has your your people your no. audience seen this house
0: no I was I was Are even, you, you embarrassed to say it? Or? I actually am I, I, I actually am it's it's funny I I've never been embarrassed about anything um ever I've always put everything out there and Two things happened. One is, uh, you can edit that. No, 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 I don't give a shit. I'm, I, one is I'm an open book, and that's a a flaw is that I've shared, I've shared where I currently live so much that, uh, we get packages sent to the house, fans show up to the doors. And like, I remember a guy showed up to the door and he's like, Hey, you're Isla. And Isla's like, Uh, dad. And like, it's been creepy. So my daughter's asked that I don't Instagram or anything that would give away where we live. Cause they're like, you know, that that bothers them. Which makes like, sense. I was like, totally cool. Here's the other thing that happened: is um, I had an issue, and I, don't, I hope I say this right. I hope it comes out right. I'm, I I was so focused on me. Um, I was so focused on. I was in such business mode when the pandemic hit, and my my special dropped, and and the, it did really well for the numbers. And I was like, I gotta I gotta work. I I, I just wasn't thinking. You know, I was communal. I, I stayed at home for whatever, you know, three months. But I, the day the pandemic hit, I was like, I got to get on the road. I want to do, I want to, and I started trying to problem solve. And that's why when we talk about comedy and and comedy transitioning and growing and 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 taking words away, I, I love a challenge. If you say I can't say something and I want to talk about that thing, I'll find a way to talk about it, and it'll be funnier because I'll find a way that no one feels bad about it. So I like I like a challenge, but I I got so focused on me that I I was. Um, like, get on the road. Let's get on the road. Let's let's figure this out. And so I came up with this idea to do them at, uh, at drive-ins and, and and we figured it out and it worked. And all of a sudden I'm doing it. And it wasn't until, and then I heard some comics talking shit about me. Comics I really liked uh, that I thought were I was friends with. Talking negatively about me, about, oh yeah, and then Burr Kreischer, you know, this fuck, you know. And I didn't realize, oh yeah, yeah, I would actually, I didn't blame them. Because that's it's also wrong with me as I try to figure out their point of view. I was like, yeah, that must, that must suck. They're sitting in LA and I'm lucky enough. I'm lucky enough to have a fan base where I can go out and promote these shows and, and do these shows and, and make money in a pandemic and do stand up when no one's getting to do stand up because you know promoters hadn't even figured out in LA at the time I was doing these shows. And I was like, and then I was like, for a second, I was like, all right, how about not, not humility, but like, don't show a nice car or like, don't show like good things happening. No one needs to know that. That's that's hubris. Like I didn't I never showed anything when I worked on travel channel. I was in the most amazing places in the world, but I, I just felt gross being like having a dinner, private dinner in Puerto Rico on the beach outside my yacht. Like I just didn't feel right that it, that that people would see that or and go like, I'm rooting for that guy, you know? Yeah. Like and so and so when when we d- I was really excited about the house when we bought it, and then as we started to build it, I, I just thought I don't, I, I would, I I would be remiss to, not remiss, that's the right word, but like, like I, I have a friend who's doing a house and they're showing about the remodel and stuff. And I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I don't feel great about it. Like, I don't feel like, like so many, so many people are going through tough times in their lives that I go, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should just hold this close to the vest. And you like, I'll tell you right now, you don't know what Rogan's house looks like. You don't know what Segura's house looks like. And then all of a sudden you you know what my house looks like to a f- my the house I live in? People could put it, write it down on a diagram on paper and go, oh, no, Bert's bedroom's back left. George and I, like, they kn- I've been so in it. So I've been weird about it. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, rightfully so. I think it's a good way to lean, you know? Yeah. And
1: um, uh, you said something a little while ago. It made me think of... You know, sometimes my family will ask me and it just shows how, well, number one, even when we complain about bad audiences, it shows how
0: great, most audiences are unbelievable. Most people, most people, most most people people are awesome. Most people go, I would never get upset about any joke. It's a joke. Most people.
1: And and, it made me think of when people give me food, uh, sometimes they'll make you cookies or sometimes a pot in them and I eat them. And my sister-in-law was backstage once. She goes, oh, you you eat that? On paper, she's right. Why am I eating something? But- I've never had anything bad happen. Now, I'm sure there has been a comedian, but uh, I don't think, I don't never heard a story of arsenic in it or anything, you know? So I just, people bring me cookies
0: and like backstage and even me me, 10 minutes before I go on, I'm like- I have such a weird (laughs) relationship with my, like people who listen to this, they know so much about me that I go, I trust them. You know, like I, I trust them. I gave them my email. They usually reach out and they're like, hey, is this still your email? Like and I don't know, I, I it's crazy because um, on paper, the the way I run my business of, of like, I mean I, I, people would reach out and be like, hey man, uh, you're so specific about the the um, restaurants around your house that I found it in five minutes, and I was like, really? And They're like, just just watch what you say. I mean Rogan, I remember, you know, man, I I owe Joe Rogan. I have I have to owe him a dinner and apology because he was so far ahead of the curve on so many things he has corrected me so many times where i actually disregarded him to him and said maybe you don't know anything about knees joe running's fine like and all of a sudden tom blows at his knee and i go i'm so sorry joe i'm really i'm sorry you know a lot more about knees than i know <laughs> you know someone told me that
1: 30 years ago what? they go get off the treadmill yeah <laughs> and i did they go it's better than outside there's cushion it's off they get yeah. off the treadmill get to the elliptical it's the closest you can do to swimming and 30 years later i'm the most unathletic person so all my <laughs> workout regimen yeah. is you know you know you can regiment it when you're doing a machine you're not going to blow your knee out yeah. because if you do it right and you and all my friends that are so <laughs> athletic now they're all having problems Dude. but i'm not
0: because he, joe you're right joe get said over. to me joe said to me I owe him so many apologies, I, I like literally, because I've, I've always been friends with him. I've never disregarded him publicly, but like between each other, I've always been like, "You do not know what the fuck he's talking about, right? Treadmill running. He was like, treadmill running is not real running. And I was like, easy. I, same, same, right? What's he saying to do? He said run on the road or nothing. But, oh, go but, run outside. But, but treadmill's not real running. So now I run a thousand miles last year. I'm on track to run 2000 miles this year. I'm running roughly about 180 miles a month. And I... I start getting these pains in my back of my legs. And I'm like, I wonder why. So we work out with the trainer a couple of times and she goes, um, your glutes aren't firing your glutes and your hamstrings are like almost non-existent. And I was like, for real. She was like, yeah, like I, I really like, I couldn't do like just a uh, hip raises. Like where you raise your hips off the ground. I couldn't even do that. My, my legs would seize up. She was like, she's like, yeah, I wonder why. And then one day I got on the treadmill, she goes, your quads are fucking huge. Like, have a ton of power in them, but anything behind you, it's because I've been on a goddamn treadmill going with my feet going, catch myself, catch myself, catch myself, catch my, I've never been pushing myself forward. I've been throwing a foot forward and then going, catch it. And so I'm only using the, I've not used any of these. So now she has had a hard time getting my quads and ass to work. And now that she has, I'm building muscle in them. I get on the treadmill, I'm like, oh this isn't real running at all (laughs) i know it's so funny we're learning a lot of the same stuff oh not exactly i remember joe telling me i remember i was like hey guys on on instagram i was like hi guys i'm taking off for two weeks i'm going out partying up to salt lake city with ari should be a fun trip follow my stories joe texts me he's like take that off fucking line i go what he goes take that off you're announcing you're not going to be home what are you doing everyone knows where you live and i was like joe easy bro he's so fucking right he's been right it's amazing you know it's like when you talk about the right side of history and i all those times you heard things you're like that guy didn't know what they're talking about and then you're like oh fuck man i'm the jackass here yeah it means it, it at least means it earns he earned the right or whoever earns the right to give yeah. it a listen
1: yeah the history give it a listen
0: this podcast is brought to you by Hims. did you know that 66% of men start losing their hair their hair by the age of 60, 30, 35 to 35, it's 35. Not me. I did something about it. A lot of guys don't do something about it. They don't want to deal with shit like this. That's, I got to be the number one. This is why I love this company. It was started by a man that knew that most conversations about men's wellness, and, and that is what Hims is. It is a one-stop shopping for men's sexual wellness, uh, skin wellness, hair wellness, all the all men's wellness. Most conversations men are going to have, they don't want to have. They'd rather have it online. Then go to a doctor and have some awkward in-office doc- doctor appointment that's what i love about these these are prescriptions backed by science hymns is created by that guy that knows that you don't want to have the awkward in-person doctor visits to the long pharmacy lines these are licensed medical professionals online which would save you hours completely confidential answer a few quick questions medical provider will review and determine if it's right for you and they can prescribe the medication that will treat your hair loss shipped directly and discreetly to your door. Today, HIMSS is giving you their best offer ever. If you're not happy with your results, and after 90 days, HIMSS will refund you a full refund. And right now, my listeners can get their first visit absolutely for free. Go to forehims.com slash That's forehyms.com slash cash Remember, prescriptions pre- prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine. If prescription is appropriate, restrictions apply. See websites for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's forhims.com slash birdcast. This podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks. Uh, My wife got me three pairs of Blue Blocks before I left for Serbia. She got me a clear lens. She got me an amber lens and a yellow lens. The amber lens I wore, I was told to wear when I got here, it was going to help with jet lag. And I was like, really? Man, sure enough, it did. The yellow lens was lowers my stress, my anxiety. And the clear lens, I, I gotta be honest with you, I wear them on the computer non-stop. I'm not wearing them now because they're all on set. I'm reading every single day. And they're, they're cool. They're stylish. They, uh, the frames have been featured in QC and Vogue. And they're optic laboratories that are made in Australia, not mass produced in factories in Asia. I'm telling you, you will absolutely love these glasses. They come in prescription and non-prescription and reading options. Glasses for every need. The blue light helps with digital eyes train. The summer glow with low moods and migraines. Well, wow, I was right about this. And the sleep ones improve your sleep. Blue Box also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, and 100% blackout sleep masks. I need one of those so bad. Blue Box ships worldwide and in rapid time. Easy returns and exchanges. I love mine. I love mine because there's a blue box on the side and I know they're mine when I'm at a party and I'm looking for my glasses. Go to bluebox.com slash bird and use the coupon code bird save 15% off. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash bird and use the promo code bird to save 15% off. I had a bone spur. Do you know what that is? My sister had a bone spur in her mouth and she thought it was a baby tooth wow in the mouth in her mouth she had a bone spur it was sticking out of her jaw wait you had a bone spur in your heel in my heel oh my god the most painful thing in the fucking world well
1: i 20 years ago i had it and i put in those things you get at the chiropractor yeah. it ended it I, I could never sell these inserts because people think i'm full of shit but it yeah. ended it it came back i don't want to deal with it my one doctor didn't want to operate someone told me about this guy i wrote his name down dr um, porzia Dr. Porzi, he's, he's sort of a.k.a. the high heel doctor, but that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> and he I went to him. My friend told me, Brad, he goes, go to this guy. That's what he does. Yeah. He told me your doctor's right to not want to do it. He goes, your are your, your doctor. You've been going. He's right not to want to do it because he's not me. He goes, this is what I do. So I'm going to have it operated during so wait, the pandemic. Wait, so so tell me
0: about a heel spur.
1: Heel spur, I, you know, I don't really, it, you can have one and it doesn't affect it's, you. It's under the bottom, right? It's like in my back heel. Yeah. It's like back, not my back heel. I guess you only have
0: one heel. Do you ever listen to your podcast and realize how much shit you say wrong? <laughs> like a word. It's where people go, people go, hey man, you said this. And I go, yeah, I I was just talking. I wasn't thinking about what I was saying. I just listen back sometimes. So I'm trying to like, okay, Todd, you just said my
1: back heel, whatever. But anyway, but I'm going to go in because I don't want to wait till the pandemic's over and then go, that's what I'm obsessed with now, Bert. Like, I don't want to think I could have done this during the pandemic, whether it's a DMV thing, whether it's exercise. Fucking my wife just got Invisalign.
0: And I go, you could have done this last march and then had it the whole time i know we were mad. it's
1: not too late yet so now i'm doing it all and i'm gonna go in doctor i want to say his name right uh Porzia. and he's going to i'm gonna give him a little shout out on my netflix special <laughs> and um and your show apparently uh but i'm just gonna go i go i, I trust him he's like todd he goes yeah i go will it come back he goes no he goes i do these all day long if you follow what i say stay off your foot for six weeks so i'm very excited so, so I what just is wanted it to give him a shout do you out.
0: have a do you have a uh a uh, 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 a picture of what it looks like you know what it looks like I, because i did i finally looked at the x-ray
1: you know on a rose bush how there's a thorn yeah you know and they and they call this a spur it looks exactly like a thorn on a rose bush and the does same it hurt curve. to talk, to walk it doesn't really hurt that much. It's more, you know, when you, you ever have a headache, let's say a 10, a headache and a 10 is a 10. Yeah. A 10 of a headache. That's, easy. but you know, when it's a two, it's almost just as bad because it's there. You're hanging out with friends and it's not that bad, but it's there. It's like that. It's just annoying. So I'm just going to go have it taken out. I'm just going to go, go get rid of it. Just cut it the fuck out. I, I, I just want it gone. Just go in there and get it out. I envy know?
0: people who can get in front of their medical problems. When I see someone going, oh, yeah, I'm going to the dentist. I'm having a tooth fixed. I go, oh, I'm jealous of you because I'll just have a tooth be broken for a year. You and me. I'm embarrassed to say this, but
1: I only got great dental, you know, brushing and all that. Until two years ago, I didn't brush my teeth before I went to bed. I still don't. I still, I, I, but, but I go. I got tired. Again. I go. How many cavities? What the hell's going on? So now,
0: <laughs> wait. And you looked at you looked at your teeth. by going? I had. I mean, how many more years do I have? Yeah. Wait, wait, let's, let's, why? Why not time it out perfectly? Wait, wait, wait. And I, they're like, "Listen, we can either remove all your teeth, or you're going to be dead next week. Which one are you taking? I lucked
1: like, out. I got four <laughs> implants. All my other teeth. I got four implants, and um. So now I brush my teeth before I go to bed. And I told my my ex, I go. You know, I brush my teeth. Every night before I go to bed now, he goes, Tom, what do you want from me? You're a full grown adult. And I go, but like somehow I want to, I want, I'm brushing my teeth every night before I go to bed. Isn't anybody going to give me some credit? Can you believe it? Till Two years ago, I was like, I just got tired. Now I'm going to bed. I'm like,
0: ugh, I got to brush my teeth. If they could find a better way to get toothpaste to the toothbrush, I would be into it. I just, for some reason, I can get the toothbrush in my mouth, but that one extra step just fucking gets me. I just want I want a toothbrush where I can squirt the toothpaste in like a button, right? If if you could create a toothbrush that had a little button on it, like right on the handle and you just went squirt 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 and it comes out and then out. it came out cuz for some and I don't like the taste of toothpaste. And then this is going to freak you out, but I have had real issues with taste, the taste of the paste. And there was a period of time that I was period of time I was brushing wa- my brushing my teeth with hydrogen peroxide, period of time I was brushing my teeth with baking powder, period of time I was brushing my teeth with soap. Cause I was like, soap? soap, yeah, is that, is that, well, it was a little bit, it was a little bit of a combo thing is that I would have my, my toothbrush, in my backpack for traveling. And so I would wash it with soap so I could clean it. And then I was like, one time I was like, I wonder how, what brush your mouth the soap is. And I tasted it. I was like, it's not that bad. Like you don't, if you don't try to taste it,
1: maybe like, check with bit, Joe Rogan on this. Yeah. I do, I do <laughs> a little go. soap.
0: And, and then now it, I, I, uh, I use one of our sponsors, um, or who's our toothbrush sponsor? Who? Quip The Quip Quip toothpaste Oh I got I got Wait they make toothpaste Their toothpaste is better Than their toothbrush In my opinion Their toothpaste is fucking The perfect flavor I was brushing But the problem was I got the Quip You don't It doesn't
1: vibrate Oh it can't be vibrating Enough to do anything I didn't know how little you had So I was using it As a toothbrush Oh yeah Someone said no Todd You're gonna ruin your gums But I got that Who's your, who's your, um, oh God, I know we're coming, no, no, I know we're coming to an, yeah, who is your, who's this, what are this?
0: the, uh, I got into, uh, comfortable slippers and I know you were raving about this. Oh, these, what, oh what, I have, I have, a uh, uh free water slippers. I have my own brand of slippers and they're the most comfortable fucking slippers I've ever owned. Yeah. You were doing oh, Let a me good get, job. Let me get you a pair of flip flops. Well, guess what? What? I'll, I'll take you up on it. My, I'm, I have a new, I have a new line where we are having new launch of flip flop, same flip flop, same brand. We sold out last year. And we're coming out with our flip-flops for this summer. And I'm telling you, man, I swear, <coughs> I swear by these flip-flops and I gave them, the only ones I gave out last year, because I didn't, I didn't know if they were gonna work, you know, I didn't know if anyone was gonna buy flip-flops, was uh, Rogan, Tom, and Ari, and they are like, these are the greatest fucking flip-flops ever. Get you. And these flip-flops are gonna last for fucking ever. I know we're probably getting ready to wrap up. Yeah. But I'm curious. So so like you, you have a tour, you know, know, all I want to know. That's another thing. That's another thing that I started feeling guilty about was I was like, I I didn't realize it until one day. I just, you just got to pay attention and not get mad at the guy. But this guy was talking shit about me on Rogan's podcast. I didn't get mad at him. I just heard him and I went, Oh, I didn't, maybe I didn't realize that. Yeah. In a pandemic, I am doing shows. I am on a tour bus. Maybe that does look gross to someone who maybe is, is hard having a hard time paying rent. And I went, I went, I'm not going to change it. I'm going to. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to live my life, but I'm going to be a little more cognizant of maybe how I come off to, to to friends of mine. Like that's what my thing was. Was like a friend, a person I thought was a friend, was upset with me, like was bothered by me, and I went, "That's never my intention with social media." But yeah, I have a tour bus, and I love it, and I'll never do it. I never do anything different. Oh. It's the greatest thing in the world, Todd. It is the greatest. I, can thing Can I in tell the world.
1: you? I love that you say that because I I'm doing everything in my life to minimize like. Like I, this, my lease became, my lease came up. I always had like a $450, 500 lease. Like Todd, do you, do you just, I bought a paid for car. I just went and bought it. I go, I don't That's need Bill a Burr lease. for you. What? That's Bill Burr's mentality. Yeah, just, you You know, if it's, now look, there's no doubt if I get to a point where it, it wouldn't matter, then, yeah. I, then, then I'm not like I would never have a $60,000 hey, car. If we car. learned anything about this
0: pandemic, it always matters. <laughs> It when I matters. got into
1: it, it made me realize that, like, good. You don't. But the tour bus. There's nothing I want more in life, and I love that you're saying you love it because everything in the world. It's, it's like, it's like if you got in your hotel room, isn't it? And you're, and you don't care if you go to... if you get in this bed at your hotel room and you get a good night's sleep, and your hotel room starts up and drives
0: ten hours. You don't give a shit. It's, you just wake up and you're there. And I oh, love that you love it. Let me tell you the fr- so we get the tour bus. We get the, the first time I ever got a tour bus meaning the first time I ever gotten one Well, what had happened is we had added some we had had second shows in a bunch of cities And it just didn't make sense for me to fly because it was just it was it made sense in certain places But just across and they were like look it's easy. It's cheaper to just get it for the whole tour and just use it for the whole tour it, meaning You're 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 not paying for hotels. You're not paying for flights and 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 it, it, it Over the period of time. It's gonna be fine Meaning it's cheaper to rent it for longer than for shorter or for a certain weeks. So I <laughs> did know, it. Go ahead. I did it for uh the first run was um Portland, Seattle, Calgary, Vancouver. That was the very first time. Calgary, Vancouver. And uh and I I didn't I didn't I don't don't remember sleeping the first night, the first, you know, that first night I was so excited about all of it. The one night I remember sleeping is the we we go, we drive to Calgary. I don't remember the drive to Calgary. I remember it snowed really bad in Calgary. My wife was on the tour bus and we were driving the next morning. I wake up and we're driving from Calgary to Vancouver to do a show in Vancouver that night. And uh, and I woke up in the Canadian Rockies, and everyone, everyone on the bus is out front and sitting up front, and they're just staring looking at the Canadian Rockies. And I came out and I was like, oh. This is how you're supposed to see the world. This is like I'm a comic. I've been around the world four or five times, maybe eight times now total with Travel Channel, but I've never seen it this way. And I was like, and I had a cup of coffee and oh, I sat with my wife in the ex- front and we drove through the Canadian Rockies. And, and 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 I have I have never. And I Andrew can speak to this cuz Andrew tours with me. I have never not allowed us to enjoy life on that tour bus. So like what I do now, what I did for this last time was I I thought and maybe this isn't the best business sense, but I thought, let's not race cross country and double bag it with drivers. Let's take our time and let's find some really cool spots to stop and take our tour bus and then sit out and watch thunderstorms roll in off a lake or, or go go take a boat out for the day. And by the way, it's not that, you know, your 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 brain is very similar to my brain. And, and I, the way you think about life is how I think about life. When you say just a little extra effort, it's not, it doesn't need to be a ton of money. You know, with a boat. For us to rent a boat for the day was like was like 75 bucks, but you feel like kings. And so I rent us all a boat and we have a big boat and we all go out in a boat and on a lake for 75 bucks. And, and all I'm doing is slowing our trip over, or we float the Rio Grande, or we stop and and you know, one of the big things was, you know, our first tour, we came home and we quarantined here at the house in the bus. And it just sucked. Everyone was like, I just want to go home. And most people are just like, oh, I'm going home. I'm going to roll the dice with it, man. I don't feel good. I feel fine. Our test came back, and everyone's like, the doctor's like, you know, you get your test back. You still should wait seven days. We're like, man, we're our test back. We're good. Next time, I was like, how about this? What if I got us a, a beach house for four days so we can quarantine there? Right? We'll get tested, and then we quarantine there, and then we all just hang out at the beach for four days. It was it was more money than I than I probably I, I should have spent, but for the experience, I was like, oh, this is what. Touring shouldn't be this race across country.
1: Oh, you know what? You, you and again, I I am not in a hurry, but I know you probably want to wrap up. But um, I I I'm so much. That's what I want to do. Now I I'm you know with, with what what I draw right now, having a tour bus for me just doesn't make sense. You know. Well,
0: it 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 does. It it never. You know. At comedy clubs because you're there five six days. So so so. so but I'll tell uh, but you, there's an in you between. What, I'll t- I'll tell you what changed. What what changed in me. I don't, I don't want to give too much away, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna to try to be careful with my words. But I thought, in doing that in the pandemic, I thought I was in a, a very unique opportunity. And that I, I know my I know my fans like to party. I know they like to f- have a good time and have fun. And I know so many great comics that want the experience would would just love to have a little experience of like what you know what is it like? I would love to get in a tour bus because like I took Tim Dillon on a tour bus. Andrew was there. He fucking hated it, and he. We'll never do that again. Sometimes he'll never get. Don't he'll never. Like it.
1: Some people don't like. Is that it? hard for you to even understand? Oh, It's hard for me to
0: understand. Yeah, it's hard me for me. Me too, because yeah. I'm like,
1: it's just it, it's only the good. It's almost too good to be true. I start thinking yeah. about. Well, I went on tour with Daniel Tosh, and we had two tour buses. Yeah, and I because there was nothing bad. No airport. Even if you fly, and again, even if it's not me flying private, I'm not paying for it, so yeah. I'm not bragging. So I'm opening up for someone and they fly fly private. You still have to get up. You still get the tour bus, there was nothing bad.
0: I found myself thinking, wait, am I going to die? Because this is just too good to be true. too good to be true. You get in. I mean, for me and for me and I, and I, once again, I, I, I hope that I, and I'm, we're trying to set something up where we can do something a little bigger in the summer, maybe a little late summer it's a little bigger where we can do this with a lot, a lot of comics that would love it that would love the experience. me todd you're in for it don't, uh, don't ever
1: be afraid of offending me if, yeah, if you want to bring me on i'll fucking todd, take whatever the opening
0: you, money is i said to my agent i said i want to do something like what we did but i think we can do it on a bigger level because i know i know what i can draw on but i know that if i i go i bet if i pump this up i i don't i don't want to say too much because i don't because i don't know if it's going to happen or not but um but i mean we get there And I mean, we we roll in and then Dave wakes up and puts a brisket on the grill and then he starts smoking a brisket. And then we set up a pickleball court and we're playing pickleball until three in the morning, just laughing and, and exercising, sweating. And then, you know, you go for a jog in the day. You wake up, you go, everyone steps in. It's such a great, great, great summertime experience that tour was that I said to my agent, I was like, we need to figure out something like this, just a tad bit bigger where we can make it a little more accessible. And I think if things open a little bit, up, There's going to be an opportunity to do it, you know, and like, but, uh, but I, I, there's no better feeling as m- for me. My favorite feeling in the world is getting off stage after a show and then, and everyone's there and you have a cocktail and you're just bullshitting like that back of the store, back of the fucking back, back of any back of the, imp- any club. But when it happens with your friends in a tour bus and then your bus driver shows up like two hours later, he's like, you guys ready to roll? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, do you guys smoke any brisket? And you're like, yeah, we got a plate for you, Ron. And then the tour bus starts up and then it skinnies up now everyone's there. And then you're oh. talking about comedy and you're talking about uh, Bill Burr's Saturday Night Live appearance or or like like you're really in the, th- the thick it's, of... It's, it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. It's like, like you said. I love being around comics. And if I can do that in a bigger way, oh, in a fucking heartbeat. Goal, I don't know. I I can't I'm I really am. I'm but well, I have plans to do something that I think would be really fun for a lot of us that I think people would just go, that was the greatest summer of my life.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you cuz you like you said I've met some comedians that like uh oh, they couldn't sleep on the bus. Okay, yeah. if you can't sleep on the bus, but um
0: I'm with you and uh yeah, I I uh We had a comic. We had a comic uh we had a comic, this is so silly, this is how my brain works, we had a comic from Australia, Rory, Rory Lowe, is it Lowe? Yeah. So he, I'd worked with him in Australia, and then he hit me up, and he was like, hey man, I'm in the States, is that what he said, like I'm in the States, and I, and he's like, you know, I, you always said, he's a really sweet guy, he's like, you always said, um, if you ever, if that, if I was here, you'd, Take me out, and I'd love to see American tours. But at the time, I was doing clubs. I thought that would be fun. I'd easily take them. and I was like, you know, man, I'm, I'm on a theater tour. Um, let me let me let me see. And I swear to God, Todd, I swear to God, I swear to God. So I go, hey man, we can add one more to our tour. This is at the. This is when you can still do in, indoor theaters. I'm getting ready to shoot my special in like two weeks. In a week, why don't you hop on the tour bus with us? I'll fly you out. He was already in the states i'll fly you to the, where we are hop on the tour with us with us and see what it's like and it was a, and it just happened to be the end of the tour and i was, I was and leanne was hopping out on the bus because i had to empty the bus and we were, ended up in reno and i bought everyone track suits and rory was there but it was because because he had never done anything in america like this i really was enjoying watching him tom cigar and i give each other uh, birthday presents every year starting this year he gave me a birthday present that's better than anyone anything I've ever had given me and I and he said isn't it great to take uh to give a present it's better than receiving it is and Tom said you know what I do sometimes is I, I hit up my friends from high school or college and I go hey do you want to come out on the road with me no responsibility just come out on the road and then you can see what it's like it's really fun and he goes and I I end up like going a little harder than I would, like we go out to a nice steak dinner, but my, my I, I can watch my friends appreciate it because they don't normally do stuff where they stay up late because have kids or they don't go out to clubs, they don't go have a nice steak dinner at 11 o'clock at night. You know, they don't sleep in, they don't, you know, get massages, and he goes, it's just really fun, you should do that. And so I went, oh, I'll do that because we took this kid, Rory, and because he, I was watching everything, him experience everything for the first time in America, I started stepping my game up, so we end up in Reno, and I, I go, we should all get matching track suits. And I mean, this kid, I I don't know. All apologies to Rory if this isn't accurate, but like at the time, I think he was living with his chick. I don't. I think he was like between work. So the fact that he was getting a track suit was like cool for him. He's like, oh, we're getting track suits. I was like, yeah, well, I'll get shoes too. And he's like, we're all getting new shoes and a track suit. And then I bought us another set of track suits. It's like gonna, buying little kids. It's like making yeah, Christmas it's, exciting. It's not a million dollars. It's not going to break the bank, but it was so fun it's to watch. Big. Andrew's wearing track pants. These are from the track suits that I bought. I bought those track pants. So I bought us all the same track suits twice. And then <laughs> this is so bad to admit I'm having so much fun watching him like really enjoy this that I go fuck it let's get a private jet to fly us home from Salt Lake City I just want to see him on a private jet going like this is the greatest thing I've ever done so I call Leanne I go hey I'm, I'm thinking about getting a private jet she's like no fucking way so I call my business manager my business manager is like well you can afford it but it's like He's like, like, what are you talking about? Like a small, a small one, like something. Where something. are you coming home from? Salt Lake City to LA. Can Not, I guess? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I wouldn't even be able to tell you what it was. And I go, and he's like, what about the tour bus? <laughs> I thought you guys gonna, and were gonna we are gonna take flights the next day. I go, you know what? I just wanna get home. We're gonna do the show. I'll surprise the guys and we'll get a flight home. I go, I just think it's a great way to treat the guys. He's been, been on tour with me for the full year. Let's just all take a private jet home. So he's like, all right. So we all put on our tracksuits. I go in and I go, so. So we're going to cancel the flights tomorrow. And they're like, wait, what are we doing? And I was like, uh, I, I go, uh, we're flying private home. This kid, I mean, he'll never come to America and enjoy it more. It was so right. great to watch it. I had, I don't care about it. I, I didn't care about flying private or anything. Just I got so caught up in it that it's like that little small thing made such a fucking difference. And we had so much fun. We shot a video. I called out Joe Coy. Like, it was just so much fun and all of it. And I was like, It is. oh, I, that's where we have.
1: Like, I, I love to see your. I love like we did the cooking show together. Yes. I love to see your, you know, excitement and it reminds well, we, we me to be enthusiasm. more. Excited. We share enthusiasm. We share
0: enthusiasm in life. I don't want to
1: wait till I, you know, I'm sure if I got cancer I would appreciate life even more, but I've always said if I have cancer I won't be able I won't have to go, oh, I should have appreciated being on the road. I do. Hanging out with new comedians, there's oh. nothing better than and I and I and I love it. You're and
0: the I'm, you're the original. You're the original guy that takes it a little too far to make it great like everyone's got blazers like that uh, these are things i'll never forget never forget todd like everyone's got blazers. i hired a trumpet player like those little things that's how i I really honestly i honestly i i really saw you living your life and thought that's the that's the guy i am i want to be that guy yeah if i'm not that guy i should be that guy why wouldn't you get the fucking blow up house with the water slide for the kids on a fucking Tuesday and surprise them when they come home and then they're like what the fuck I go call your friends we got a water slide and then all the, all the parents are there drinking on a Tuesday night for fucking 400 bucks for a water slide uh, I love it I love it you're the best, Todd. You're the
1: best. Yeah, you know what? You're the I, best. I haven't been out that much, so that coming here today, I got here like 45 minutes early. I parked up the street, and I was going to go say hi to a friend, but he wasn't home. So I parked up the street and just watching cars drive by. Knew I was going to have a great conversation with you, share excitement, and uh, and especially during the
0: pandemic, yeah, you appreciate it more. So this was a lot this of fun, is, dude. I'm telling you, it it ends the way it started. There is a short list of comics we would invite to a chicken's funeral, and mm. you were you are number one and leanne said i bet he would deliver a great eulogy for oh. charlotte
1: <laughs> well well you know what that uh,
0: uh that, that oh. you're the best brother it melts i love my you. heart thank you it melts my heart too thanks for doing this brother thank you you're welcome that was fucking great oh i could do outdoor podcasts all fucking day wow that was a lot of fun That was
1: man. i got a little teared up